this week I could, I just talked to you about everything and anything. I I thank everyone who came to my fat slut birthday party. Thank you so much. That meant so much. We really did that, you whores. Also, I think it was one of my best shows. Uh, I discuss what sexy eating means to me, how hard it is to find people to work in nightlife, what is a credit score, and why is mine only good and will not change. <sighs> and taking and and I and uh, I think I try to start talking about Wicked, and then I say Margot Robbie bores me, but then I start talking about the Barbie movie that I haven't seen yet. So enjoy this episode. Have a good time. I love you all so much. I'm so hard. Tony Soto Show. Hello. Oof, that was rough. It is 6 a.m. here in Los Angeles, California on a beautiful sunny. Well, it's not sunny yet. It's actually kind of overcast and cold. Maybe it'll stay cold. It's 6 a.m. in Los Angeles. I am trying to talk not too loud, not too quiet. Um, my boyfriend Michael is upstairs in bed and asleep. And, and he'll probably stay there for a while so I can record this app before I have to fly out to San Francisco today. Um, I had my little birthday party at... Oh, hello. and Welcome back to the Tony Soto Show. I'm Meatball. I'm hosting... I had my birthday party at Precinct this last Friday, like two days ago. It's Sunday. So yeah, two days ago, Friday. Um, And I just have to say thank you to everybody that came out. Thank you to everybody that stood in line and waited out there. That was so insane. I am so sorry for the door person that was working. You have to understand I have no control of what goes on outside of the bar. I have no control of what goes on inside of the bar. I throw the party. There are set rules uh, that I have to follow. There are set rules that happen that security has to follow. And there are some set rules that that woman decided to put in place and she decided to follow them. Um, I've had trouble with her before. I'm not trying to shame her. She was she, I think, was doing the job at the best of the ability that she thought that she should have been doing it at. Uh, she was telling people who were specifically on the guest list that there was no guest list. Uh, these are all things that are happening while I'm trying to host at a party, and I have I can't do anything. Sorry, I'm already... I don't know what it is about mornings, but I go straight to a 10 when I start complaining. I just want to thank you all again for being there. Please do not be mad at me. It is not my... I have no control over how many people they let in and who they let in and how that woman works. I was oblivious to it. I was, in the words of Kiki Palmer, I was Steve Harvey. Not Steve Harvey. Oh, my God. I was Stevie Wonder to it. You know, I was, like, blind to it. I didn't know what was going on. And then by the time I found out it was happening, I was trying to, I was, like, on stage hosting a show and people were coming backstage to complain to me. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Um... Another thing that happened at my birthday party, which has been happening all over L.A., it has happened at Precinct before, but for, generally Precinct is a is a theft-free environment. Like, if you go over to WeHo, you'll probably see a lot of signs in some of the bars, um, actually in most of the bars that I've been. There's sign, signage by the bathroom, signage at your first entry, that it's like, protect your pockets. 
Guard your wallets. Keep your items close to you. Keep an eye on them. Do not leave your phone sitting on the bar. They have pickpockets. There's um, a Twitter or an Instagram account that like posts pictures of the t- pickpockets when they find them. And of course, they're all different. It's groups of men. It's groups of women. It's groups of men and women together. They look queer. They look straight. You can't tell a pickpocket. They're just in the in there. And if you were in precinct. It was wall to wall kind of packed at some part at some points. So you're not going to feel if someone's bumping into you, unzipping your purse and stealing. I had about five people come up to me telling me that their phones were stolen. I unfortunately don't know how to fix this problem. I am very sorry that your phone got stolen. You know, what's absolutely insane is that one of the performers phones got stolen when they were just out walking around. So it goes to show like. It doesn't matter who you are. Not that she shouldn't get her stuff stolen because she's a performer. But, like, she, she for the most of the evening, was backstage. It was, like, the five minutes that she went to go do a lap to talk to people. Someone snatched her phone. Another girl had a very – she was dressed like she was asking for it. No. She had a very large purse, and it was – she had it slung around behind her. And the zipper was wide open, and I was like, well, was the zipper open when they stole it? And she was like, I don't know. But they took her phone, her wallet, and her keys. Someone, Another guy came up to me. <laughs> this is so crazy. And I was just walking around. I was just trying to be like a fun party host. Uh, another guy walked up to me and was like, hey, we had a wonderful time tonight, and I love you, but we were pickpocketed, so I don't know if I'm ever coming back to this bar again. And they were like, "It's what's crazy is like he went into my fanny pack, and he stole the phone, and there was a bunch of cash, and they left the cash, they left the wallet, they just took the phone. And everyone kept telling me that the minute they tried to call their phone, it was off, they couldn't track it. And I was like, yeah, these people do this. What's probably going to happen is in like four months, you're going to get an alert that you're like, uh, phone turned on, and your Find My iPhone's going to go off, and it's going to be in China or Indonesia or somewhere, because that has happened to me three times. Um, not in LA, but again, pickpocketing doesn't really ever happen at precinct or if it does, I've never heard about it. And maybe tonight or maybe that night I heard a lot about it because it was my party and people were upset, but I got to tell you, it sucks. It sucks to see people that upset. And me again, I don't know what to do. I'm like, call the cops. They're going to show up. The pickpockets are probably long gone after they've collected seven or eight phones. And I don't even know what the resale value is on those phones. I think the most I can do is ask Precinct to put up signs right now and be like, hey, uh, attenzione, attenzione, pickpocket, pickpocket. They're all around. One person was literally, and I'm sorry if you were one of the people that got grabbed by them, was grabbing people as they exited and just accusing every single person of stealing their phone. And I don't think that's the right way to do it. But again, you can't really... This person lost phone wallet keys. How do you get home? Like, I would, I think I would be just as upset. I probably wouldn't be stopping people at the door, but it's it's upsetting. It's a violation. Your, all of your information is gone. And the only thing you can do is like, oh my God, I wouldn't even know who to call. I'd be like, oh, I'd call my boyfriend. Well, other people there would have his number. But if I was like them and alone and or visiting or from out of town, it's like, what do you do? I remember one time when I was in, I was visiting Chicago. And while I was there, I either my phone got stolen or I left it in a ca- in the cab because I had it to call the Uber. And then when the Uber pulled up, I gave hugs to all my friends out in front of the bar. 
And I do remember being like bumped into, and then I got in the Uber, and he just took me to my destination. And I remember thinking like, oh, where's my phone? Oh, it must be in my backpack. Well, I'll just wait until we get to the hotel. Like, when I got to the hotel, it dropped me off. I went to go tip him or whatever, and I was like, my phone's not here. I had no way of contacting the Uber driver. Once they drive off, you're like, oh, they're gone. I didn't have my computer. I didn't have anything. I was just at the hotel without a phone. Next morning, I had to go to the Apple store and just buy a phone, which is insane. So, again, if you were pickpocketed, attenzione, brazagazonie, attenzione, pickpocket, which is my favorite TikTok. I feel so I feel so sorry. Anyway, thank you all again for coming out to Fat Slut. It was so insane. Like, one of the craziest ones we've ever had. Um, I think, again, the capacity issue was partly because it also was the same night that Drag Race All-Stars ended. So, usually, before Fat Slut, the bar's pretty empty. Or, like, not a lot of people were watching All-Stars at Precinct. We didn't really have a host for it. It was just... They threw it up on the screen. So usually it's pretty empty. There's maybe 50, 70 people in there. This time there was like 200 people before the, my party even started. So there was we were already kind of fighting, getting those people out. And then there was the, the people that came for the T-shirts who, thank you so much. We sold out of those T-shirts in like less than an hour, uh, less than 30 minutes because the show didn't even start before they came back with all the empty boxes and we're like, we're sold out. So thank you so much. If you didn't get one, there's a... Uh, a slightly different version on my website of the and it's pink on pink instead of white with the pink circle on the pink words you know just 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 to keep it a little bit different so that people don't get upset that I was like oh there's only a hundred limited edition because there are only a hundred of the white ones and now there's about to be probably 200 300 400 500 of the pink ones and you can buy that at my website meatland dot big com or buy any of my merch uh thank you for everyone who who really showed up and showed out and bought a bunch of my merch and uh stuff for me in order to buy my car it's happening i have the money now secured the bag honey and i'm gonna be living my best life in my electric car vroom vroom beep beep now i do have to say my party is about two years old i think it's about to be two years next month or maybe i already passed the two-year anniversary because bitches was two years this month and my party started just a singular month after her so i guess it would be june july august i guess august was the first one part of me wants to say it's june anyway it's about two years old we've done about 24 of them 20 20 23 of them maybe wait have we we only done like 20 how would i even know i don't understand <laughs> the sexy food eating competition i understand it's a confusing term because there is no real food eating that needs to happen it's more of like i don't know how to call it like strip show with food or like entertain the audience with food do something fun with food um because and I know that they're just audience members that get up there. So they're not really, a lot of them just aren't performers. And I would love to have more performers, but then I'd have to, you know, pay them because performers don't want to work without money. And I 100% agree. But what I, but I, I, I mean, if you're good enough, you win $200 cash and then you just walk out $200 richer. Lately, a lot of people have been backstage and I've been like, okay, so you have to be super high energy. You got to keep it moving. Like, 
like you have 30 seconds. So maybe if you're going to do if you have a few things planned, just get to them. There's no build up here. There's no reason to come out and be like. Like slow and sensual and then like maybe 15 seconds in finally start involving the food. Mama. This is a competition. It's about winning. You need to bust out the gate. You need to display the food and then start stripping or start doing something. I was so bored. I was so bored watching so many of them. And it doesn't take a lot for me to be entertained. But if there's a room, like, I also, I'm speaking as someone that, like, literally gets up and performs in front of people all the time. I just think it's interesting that no one really wanted to turn it except for Christy who got up there and fucking destroyed it. And even after I was like, cause I had kicked one of the contestants off before he even got to touch the food. I was just over it. And I was like, will someone come up here and show us how it's done? And all, the, the next person came up, they came on stage. I looked them dead in the eyes and they were glazed over. And then they went, what do I do? Like they hadn't just watched three people go before them. And so I looked at them and I went, Ooh, babes, I don't think this is the right fit. And I asked the audience, I went, audience, should we try to find someone else? And the entire audience screamed, yes. Uh, so I, I had to say, um, get off the stage. Audience says no. And they didn't quite understand it. So then I just screamed, get off the stage. Audience says no. I had him down. I had him out real quick. Again, it's not a complicated ask. Maybe it is. Maybe my expectation is too high. For people to just get up on stage and have fun and, like, strip and and cover their bodies in food for $200 cash. And the right to be known as the fattest slut. I mean, that's all you get. You don't get a t-shirt or anything. Maybe I am expecting too much. Huh. Well. We're going to be right back. And then I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to keep complaining about nightlife. I really am in a good mood. I just don't know what better to do than complain because it's this is where I get it out. This is where I get my thoughts to the people. Um, oh, one of the craziest things I forgot. I, that was the first that was the second fat slut that I've ever done sober. But the first time it was because I had a very, very, very severe case of food poisoning where I was like falling asleep and couldn't stand up and had to do an IV drip and was a mess. I think that because this is the first time I've been like sober sober for like a few weeks not just like for a night of an event because I didn't want to drink I uh I just had a different level of interaction because I kind of forgot that like everyone else was drunk because in my mind it's like oh I'm not drinking I'm not really seeing other people drinking I forget how drunk people can get there's this one girl in the front row person in the front row who wanted to do the sexy food eating competition competition and I I was like, oh, yeah, she, like, brought her own whip. She's, she's like, dancing around. She's in full leather gear. Like, oh, she looks like maybe she kind of dressed up for this. And then when I asked her, I was like, and what is your name? I got, like, a, and then then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, she's drunk. And then I looked in her hand, and she was holding a blue drink that was, like, empty down to the bottle or bottom, and it's, like, called an adios, motherfucker. I don't know if you have those everywhere, but in L.A., I think it's just like our version of a Long Island iced tea. So it's just a bunch of different alcohols. Very strong. Adios as in like goodbye. I've been to a couple bars where they're like, we'll serve you two of these and no more. Um, 
if you ever lived in New York, there was a bar, I swear to God, it was a tiki bar called Painkillers NYC. And they had a drink in there called a zombie. And they would only allow you to drink one of them. And then they cut you off for the rest of the night. So I just saw the blue drink and I was like, not you. Um, but that brings me to like, I, because I wasn't drinking, I thought everyone else wasn't drinking or was not as intoxicated. Or maybe I never pay attention to how intoxicated everyone is because I'm always the most intoxicated in the room. But I, it took me until the end of the night when I was saying, trying to say goodbye to everybody. And I was like, what is going on? Why is everyone acting so crazy? Why is everyone trying to talk two inches from my face and like being weird? And I was like, oh, they're all drunk. Like I was like earnestly trying to talk to people when I could not understand them. And I was like, wait, okay, sorry, go back. Why did you, what happened? No, tell me, no, please. And I was like, oh, the details are being mixed up and mumbled and jumbled and this person isn't making sense. And I finally was like, oh, they're drunk. Oh, I don't need to be doing this. I don't need to be fighting to try to understand what they're saying. I need to keep it pumping and keep it moving and just say the highs, hellos, and goodbyes. I thought I was going to be more um, annoyed or that it would be more obvious how drunk people were. But I think because I lived behind those booze goggles for so long, like a lot of what people say say when they're f- super fucking wasted or drunk or just trying to talk to me makes sense. But I just want a little more clarification. And I really was trying to get to the bottom of a lot of stuff. I was like really just being like, and then finally I remember like looking around at people and um, like, uh, well, I won't name names, but someone like looked me in the eye and they're like, they're wasted. Why are you, they're so drunk, just go. And I was like, right, I can leave. But um, God, it was so fun. Okay, I'm going to uh, take a break and I'll be right back. I think I'm going to smoke. It is 7.17 in the morning now, though. Let me find a cigarette. Or not a, not a cigarette. I'm not Tony. Uh, my lighter. I have a joint that someone gave me as my birthday gift. Now, I don't really know. this. I mean, I shouldn't smoke it. I know I shouldn't. Someone gave me the two joints as birthday presents at Fat Slut. And I think that they rolled them themselves. Because they're a little loose, but they're delicious. Oh, Fat Slut really is my baby. I put so much work and effort into it. And it's becoming it's becoming difficult with the amount of work I'm doing with other things. So I did put out a feelers last week for for people to help. So I needed a tip kitten and I needed someone to run the merch table. Ultimately, my ultimate goal is that I'm trying to find the right person that could that I could teach to be my assistant. Does that make sense? Like <laughs> There's a a lot of very oh god. Oh my god, that's way. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not gonna smoke that anymore. Ooh, I think I'm about to throw up. That well, I'm not gonna smoke that one anymore. Ooh. Well, that was short-lived. Um. Yeah, so ultimately, I'm looking for, like, the perfect 
stage manager slash assistant. Uh, I need someone who can kind of think about what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about it. Or when I give a simple task, they can run off and do it without too many questions. Um... Yeah, because being like running a show and then being the stage manager for the show while it's happening is so insane. And there's so many people like I don't think it would be a hard job to deal with. It would just kind of be like coming over to my house before the party and helping me pack up my car or even going out and buying all the groceries. And I can teach you how to make the jellos like they're not hard just so that that's like one less thing I have to do the day of the show, which is like food shopping, making all the jellos, getting all the decorations together, printing the lineup and making sure that everyone's going to be there on time and contacting everybody. Just a lot. Just a lot for one little lady. But I also need someone to help like when I'm out of town and I need T-shirt orders fulfilled. Like I don't want to make people wait a week just because I'm on vacation. Like you should be able to come into my house, go up to the drag room where all the stuff is stored the i've already pre-packaged all the shirts by size so all you got to do is like slap a label on it and mail it for me like these are, i don't think these are hard jobs i think it would be a fun job you get to like well i don't think it would be a fun job because it's me and two it's like a side hustle like it's not it wouldn't be a full-time job and side hustles always seem so stressful and people quit them so quickly all the time speaking of jobs um because of this writer's strike and the SAG strike, a lot of my friends that are in SAG like are like, oh, I really want to go pick it, but I have to go now search for a, a job so I can still pay my rent. And I think that that's so insane. Uh, it's so wild that people that I know that I'm like, oh, I you gave me Rich Rich vibes and that's just in my mind because you were on TV a bunch or da 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 are like now being like, no. I need money. Like, this is crazy. I will lose my house because I wasn't even getting paid enough before. I, I love that there's an honesty to it because I've auditioned for a lot of stuff. And it's on-screen roles, full lines, like full character, multiple episodes. And the offer was $250 a day for, like, get there at 7 a.m., leave by 4 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, yeah, you'll get your $200 for that uh, for that day of work. And then the next day you can get $200 for that full day of work. And it's like, well, if you say, and this the same as goes for drag. If I say no, someone else is going to take that job. And then someone else is going to be that role. And they'll, and because they took the $200. And I mean, I have done that for for drag gigs where I have a set rate that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to stoop lower. But the, a specific queen asked me to be a part of their show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that lower rate because if I say no to this, someone else is going to someone else will get that job. Someone else will get that speaking role in this movie. Someone else will do this. So I'd rather just say yes, keep my mouth shut and be happy about it because I got the opportunity. But if I bad mouth or talk about how little I got paid, then I won't get to work for that company again. And I think that a lot of these SAG people that are out on strike and posting videos and like real actors that you've seen and are recognizable speaking out against it. I mean, that's fucking brave because Hollywood's not going to forget who said what they're going to remember. So these people probably may not work in the future. I hope that it doesn't cause that. But that's like a real fear 
and I think that Hollywood uses, I mean, listen to me, me talking about Hollywood. I've only worked on a few actual, like, real productions of things, but I do feel, and I this is not for me, this has never happened to me, let me specify that, that Hollywood uses, like, that as a fear tactic, as, like, well, if you talk, uh, we'll blacklist you, and then you'll never get to work, or you take this raw, shitty deal, and maybe it'll help lead you to more work, or you at least get to say you were on TV, you know? It's weird. It's dark. It's so dark. Anyway, I'm about to be in a Disney f- short film that's coming out on Disney Plus soon. So go watch that. Bibs, let's get into it. What is a credit score? Now, I understand the concept of it, and I do have good credit. Like, everywhere I check it, the little word says good. Um, But who knew that, you know, maybe one day if you're accidentally riding, if you're riding a scooter around Los Angeles and a car hits you and that person gives you fraudulent insurance information and then you go to the hospital and then that hospital makes you pay for your visit, but because you gave them the insurance like i didn't know what i was doing anyway i got hit by a car and then i just didn't pay that medical bill because in my mind i was like well i didn't pay it they have his insurance no one told me that like his i'm supposed to pay for it and then his insurance company was supposed to pay me and my insurance company was like well he's liable um but then like that his information's fake so it's up to you we're not going to cover it so then you're just sitting with a huge insurance bill that goes into collections after four years (laughs) um who knew that if you paid that off, it wouldn't show up on your credit report, not even a month and a half after paying it off. So I just want my credit to go up so that I can like get better stuff. This isn't interesting. We're going to move on. Who cares? Who cares? But if you know anything about credit or how to fix it or like how to change it quickly, um, what's going on? Mine used to change all the time. I used to get email updates about it like every four or five days being like, your credit went up, your credit went up, your credit went up because I've been like working on being a better adult. And um, now it's not. Now it's just, it's stagnant for, it's been stagnant for a full fucking month after I've paid everything off. I'm out of debt, completely out of debt. I have no debts, but it's still showing up that I'm in debt and I should have very good credit and it's very upsetting. Is this the content you want to hear? Me complaining about, like, like being hit by a vehicle and then trying to get out of debt. I do feel like it might be relatable. I feel like debt is, like, a thing that we all do and we're all trying to stay out of. And, like, most of the people I know that went to college and stuff are in debt right now, which is also awful. But let's give it up for debt forgiveness. I forget who it was, but it was one drag queen that said, never pay your medical bills. And I think that might have been Tony Soto. I'm so confused as to why everyone's so upset about the Barbie movie. Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know the plot. I know that there's, like, trans people in it, and that's making the far-right conservatives very, very upset. But what is the what is in this movie that is so bad? It can't be that bad. Like, you have to think about it. The company Mattel, Barbie would not allow the one of the world's 
premier top of the line, well, maybe not top of the line, but like most famous toys to be besmirched. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way that the movie there's no way, one, that it's, like, a bad movie. That's just not going to happen. They wouldn't allow that. Two, there's no way that there would be anything so offensive that that people wouldn't watch it. It's, I just, and you know what? We'll come back to that after I see it. But I'm just seeing a lot of, like, the the right, the right go so insane over, like, the concept of, like, it's so woke. It's, like, it's a movie about toys, like, and what it is woke to you may not be woke. It might just be like a common way that we've all decided as a community to start living and treating each other with respect and not based on our moral values and not based on an imaginary fucking book saying that every word in that book was from God. Like, could you imagine someone publishing a Well, I could. I was about to say, could you imagine someone publishing a book today saying, well, not someone. Let's imagine 12 people get together and write different chapters of their experiences with this invisible man and then just started shopping it around right now. Like, no one would believe them. Right? I'd hope not, but no, they would because Scientology exists and that was kind of a similar idea, right? The aliens are going to come down. And I got to tell you, the Scientology Center over on Vermont, is it Vermont? Is it high? It's on Franklin? I think it's on Franklin. Yeah, it's across the street from UCB Franklin, making it Franklin. First of all, if you're ever over there, there's a restaurant called Birds that is, I think, just chicken. Very good. I, I, I suggest going to Birds. Oh, God. Their fried chicken wasn't the best. It was a little under-seasoned. Also, this was eight years ago, though, the last time I went over there. Um, but the sides are pretty good. I would suggest I like the chicken Caesar wrap. There's a little too much Parmesan cheese on it. And it was also that Parmesan cheese that comes pre-shredded. So it's already a little too dry. And, uh, but not, not the powdery kind. I'm talking about like, these were like long, thin pieces of it, like shreds. But because they had been sitting out so long, they had dried and almost gotten a little clear on the edges. So it gets a little too chewy. I don't want that. Uh, Which is... Yeah, it must have come from a bag. So across the street from that is the Scientology Center. And they used to do, uh, you could get a free brunch if you watched a movie. It was a movie. It was like an indoctrination movie about Scientology or like, I forget what it was called. Um, but I went and got the brunch and we were all sitting around talking and it was like, just a, a bunch of regular people. And then they're like, okay, now it's time to see the movie. Once the movie started, I was like, okay, here's my chance. I'm getting out of here. I get up to leave. Anyway, bottomless brunch. Their bacon was so good. Super crispy. I get up to leave halfway through the movie. Two people stop me at the door. And they're like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I just, yeah, I just am not really interested in this. So I'm going to head out. I think I actually said, yeah, I just got to go. <laughs> uh, and they were like, well, are you sure you don't want to just like sit and watch the rest of it? We can help explain it to you if you want to sit next to one of us. And I was like, no, I'm going to go. And, uh, I, I do remember feeling it a little threatened, and I remember my mom telling me to stay away from cults like Scientology. And so I just kind of pushed through them. Like, I did that thing where they were standing so close together where I was like, uh, that I just turned my body sideways, which 
you know anything about me, I'm pretty much the same width forward and backwards as I am side to side. So it doesn't do anything. It just kind of an indicates like I'm a moving and you can use your shoulder a little bit for leverage. Now I'm shoulder popping or baby, I still got the moves. So I kind of pushed through them and just laughed. Isn't that wild? I don't know if they do that anymore. Delicious brunch. They had like the um, omelet station where someone, I guess, from Sea Org or something, they were in a, a sh- uh, an outfit, a captain's outfit, not a chef outfit, made me an omelet. I remember because I got the onion. I got the, it was green and red bell peppers mixed together. I got that. I got mozzarella cheese. I got, or was it cheddar? I do remember them looking at me being like, uh, and more. And they did the thing where it was fresh egg. I was like, oh, is that like eggs from a carton? And they're like, no, it's fresh eggs. We just blend them ourselves beforehand, which that's how you know there's class. Also, isn't the whole point of Scientology to go after people with money? And at that point, I was literally poor. So poor that I was willing to eat that free brunch for a movie and then leave. What is that thing where you have to touch two poles and they tell you how you feel inside? Anyway, I'm going to take a break and then we'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. We have a new Drag Race winner. Uh, All-Stars winner. The first time ever that an international queen has been put on the American season and won All-Stars. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I think Jimbo was the correct choice for me and the type of drag that I love. Um, I think Candy is hilarious. Candy is going to have a very long career. Candy is going to be on every TV show everywhere because she is such a personality. You're going to see her on the red carpets interviewing people. Like Candy is usable in every capacity. Jimbo could do all of that. You know what I mean? It's one of those situations where I'm like, Jimbo can do everything Candy can do. Candy can't do everything Jimbo can do. Uh-oh. Did I ruffle a few feathers? Um, and by that, I just mean, I think Candy is hilarious. I'm not going to just say it over and over and over and over. I love Candy. I booked her for my party, Fat Slut, when we were in Austin, Texas. I love Candy. I paid her so much money. She did the absolute bare minimum. Um, but Jimbo just has it. Jimbo is in, an incredible actor, is acting the whole time they're on on screen whether they're in drag or out of drag that is not who Jimbo is I can tell you that I don't know them personally but I can tell that 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 man is not that motherfucker is not real um you know that lady that went psycho on the plane which will I would like to talk I'm gonna write that down right now psycho lady on plane so I don't forget because my my future husband, Carrot Top, was also on that flight. And he had a lot to say about it. Oh, I think that Jimbo just gets Drag Race and gets, like, audiences. and under Like, Jimbo is going to be a one-woman show type diva, probably selling out arenas until the end of their career because they're just so creative. 
Jimbo comes up with insane concepts and 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 is just so hmm. I think Jimbo's a little bit more invested in the artistic side of their drag, which I appreciate and I love. And being like a weird clowny freak, it was so cool to see like a weird clowny freak win. But also a clowny freak that could be like mainstream so easy. That's the other thing about Drag Race is like, can't I don't think Candy, I think Candy would have a harder time breaking into the mainstream media. Like, mainstream straight media. Like, showing up in movies, films, TVs as being a character. Like, we used to have, unfortunately, like, Divine never, Divine broke in right at the end of their career. Um, I don't know if everyone knows this. Divine, for the first time, always wanted to be an actor and got into, them and John Waters started just making those movies as friends. There was no idea that Divine was going to be an icon, a legend, or a star. She had no concept of that. Divine was just a working drag queen. The day before Divine died, they were in their hotel getting ready to go on national television on the biggest TV show in America, Married with Children, as themselves, Glenn Howerton, I think is their last name. I should be better about this. It was their literal dream come true. They were were rehearsing their lines. They were going to be on Married with Children, the biggest show in America, and they died in their hotel room the night beforehand. Like, in L.A., ready to do it. So, wait, why did I say that? Oh, because it's like, I feel like Divine was truly the last time, maybe Trixie is now the closest, because Trixie has been like in, and a ton of straight people know Trixie. I think RuPaul, of course, is the other one, but like, I see Jimbo being the next in mainstream media. Bob the Drag Queen is there. Bianca Del Rio is right there. They're, like, all knocking on the door. They're at the precipice. They're about to do it. But, like, I just see Jimbo being a weird freak in, like, box office hits. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It could be both. Let's talk about that psycho lady on the plane. I, have you been seeing that there's like a lot of talk that she, that the man sitting next to her was a lizard person? And she, okay, let me start over. Please go watch this YouTube video, or a, it's a TikTok of this woman freaking out. She's pointing at a man at the back of the plane. She seems intoxicated. And she says, that motherfucker, that motherfucker is not real. And then she gets off the plane. And then everyone on the plane had to get off the plane and the plane was searched. She has not been arrested. She wasn't anything as a nuisance. Like nothing happened to her. She just kind of disappeared. Um, and she's deleted all of her social media because everyone was accusing her of being drunk and all this stuff. This could all be fake. I don't know. This part forward could all be fake because that's what, just what I saw. There's been talks that she was looking for something. She turned to the guy next to her. And was like, hey, I can't find blah, blah, blah. And he said to her, I'm going to take... This is a story. I've heard two different stories. One, I heard that he said, I'm going to take this whole plane down with everyone on it. And she freaked out and got up and left. Which kind of makes sense, but the whole, this motherfucker's not real, doesn't add up. The other story is that I heard that 
He said that to her telepathically. His mouth didn't move. And then his eyelids blinked vertically and not horizontally. Being a lizard person. And that's the QAnon of it that I'm really not interested in. I'm more interested in the fact that and that would kind of make sense. Like that motherfucker's not real. He's not talking and he's threatened to bring the whole flight down. She got off the plane and instead of everyone just clapping and being like, great, the crazy person is off the plane like they normally do in these situations. They made everyone get off the plane and then searched the plane. They did a full search inside, outside of the plane and then. I don't know if they got a new plane. I don't know what happened, but Carrot Top ended up making it to Las Vegas. So I'm sure everything was fine. But I don't think that they do big searches on planes like that unless something's up. Now, do I think that there was a bomb threat or that she is a crazy person? I don't know. I just think it's so interesting, like how QAnon grabbed it so quickly. And now it's lizard person. And that story is traveling around and I'm perpetuating it. I guess at the end of the day. Do you believe in lizard people or do you believe in lizard they them or uh-oh I'm going to leave you with this thought Why do straight people get so uncomfortable when they ask me what are your pronouns cuz I get they them a lot I don't care I don't care I get she heard I get he him I don't care you can call me anything I respond to all of them but when they ask, and my response is, oh, you can call me anything. It does not bother me. That seems to make them spiral even more. Like, they don't know. <laughs> I I feel like I'm giving you any option to just call me whatever so that you're more comfortable because I don't want you to overthink it. Um, it causes them to overthink it even more. So then I'm like, just he, they, or he, them. or No, no, I don't. I say he, him. Because uh, that's what I identify as out of drag. And then in drag, she, her. That also confuses them. I also did a shoot. That confuses them so much more. It's like just anything or meatball. Um, but in one situation where everyone on set was just caught, me and Bitch shot a show together recently. And we were all, everyone was on set and they didn't know what to call us. So then they did the respectful thing and just started calling us by our names, just straightforward. But one person would not call bitch, bitch, refused to call bitch, bitch, didn't want to use the word bitch because it was demeaning to women. So I don't I think he just called her, kept calling her pud, pudding and was like, yeah, and meatball and pudding are on the way. Yes, they will be there in five minutes. Yes, they're walking over now. Great. Thank you. Meatball, uh, 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 bit, uh, pudding. Will you come with us? Like just stuttering over it, and I was like, the mental distress that you're putting yourself through for my comfort that I don't care about is so exhausting. So exhausting. You know what else is exhausting? Talking to yourself for forty-five minutes. I think the next one of these, when I get back, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna invite my good friend Tim Murray on the pod to discuss Wicked and the Wicked film because I have a lot of thoughts and opinions. I think I'm not worried about Cynthia Urivo at all. Like, she gonna slay. I've already heard the Defying Gravity riff, the ooh ah, like she gives it all. I'm a little concerned about Arianti 
Miss Ariana Grande because she's kind of making some news. She's dating. She divorced her husband, who apparently was very Christian and really wanted to make it work. But she was like, eh, I'm moving on. As if she doesn't have a song called Thank You Next that pretty much says, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, girlies, I, look at all the men I've run through. Um, and so I'm shocked that he didn't see that that one coming. It's like marrying a Kardashian. It's not going to work. I think it's so funny that Ariana is giving us old Hollywood drama surrounding this movie. She's like, oh, great. I can't do press for the Wicked movie. Oh, it's been delayed. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to publicly divorce my husband. Well, not publicly. They divorced and then she, it came out later and she was like, I'm surprised no one noticed. Baby, we didn't notice because you've been in the UK filming Wicked and that's all we are paying attention to is your beautiful blonde hair, your tiny little body and whatever you've done to your face. That's all we've been paying attention to. You kept your marriage a secret for so long. We didn't even really know who or how you met him. All of a sudden there was just Ariana Grande married now it's our divorce. Now it's dating the guy, uh, the person who plays Bach in the movie, which let me tell you, never a good idea to date. And within a film cast, name one time that it worked out. Brad and Angelina? I think not. Poor Jennifer Aniston. I'll never forgive Brad. Although he still looks so good. Whew, my mouth is watering. He's got one of those, oh, but then did he, like, beat up his kids on a plane? Celebrities, they're just like us, beating up our families on private jets. So Ariana starts dating her co-star, who played SpongeBob in the SpongeBob musical, which I know a lot of you are like, there was a SpongeBob musical? Yes. And no, they're not in mascot costumes. It's more like, it's like less of a cat's version of SpongeBob. It's like... They're all just people dressed up in the clothing, but none of them look like the animal that they're supposed to be. And Sandy Squirrel is black, as we all knew. So anyway, she starts dating him. A picture of him comes with his shirt off. Like, she's just going to fuck this guy. And that guy apparently left his wife, who they had been dating for 11 years, married for five, just had a kid, leaves his wife publicly for Ariana Grande, his wife is like, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I thought everything was fine. This is old Hollywood. This is the drama that I miss. Next, Ariana's like not going to talk about it. She'll probably move on to someone right after this guy when she gets bored of him. Like, speaking of public publicity and like tours and stuff, I'm getting really tired of celebrities being fucking boring. <laughs> Uh, Beyonce gives it to us all the time. She does the stage shows. She like she keeps it up. She drops music. I'm talking more like, oh, I don't know, like Mar, like for Margot Robbie. She's been doing this whole press tour, and everyone's like, wait, she's Australian. And then you run the thing in your mind where you're like, oh, Margot Robbie doesn't really do interviews. All I and I don't know anything about her personal life. I didn't even know she had a husband until there was like a photograph of her getting off the plane, and it was like, and hu Margot Robbie and husband. Like, you don't know anything about celebrities anymore. So, and I get it. They need their privacy. But if they could just give us some fake feuds, some fake drama, uh, pretend just to, like, get some, some something stirring up again. 
I'm getting a little bored over here. But again, also, Hollywood is shut down, and I'd love for them all the drama to right now be just getting everyone paid equally, because that's what truly matters. Tony Soto Show.